What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. Hey ladies and gents, this is your girl Brianna Javon with another episode of What's Good Podcast and we are here for season four. I am super excited. I know it's been a minute so please forgive us but we are here and we are back in action. But with that being stated, you guys know we do not have interviews. Instead we have genuine conversations so let's get into it. Today we have a special guest and his name is Adiola Oganumbi. Did I say it? <laughs> Still kind of close. Uh, Ogunda. <laughs> okay, so how am I supposed to say the? Because I know it's the last name. So go ahead and say your entire name for the people. Adiola Ogunda. AKA. <laughs> yes, that's what. Yes. Yeah. Feel like you know me? Just say Addy, and then you got me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to say thank you so much for coming in today, having this genuine conversation. And as you guys know, we get started with icebreakers, so let's do it. Your icebreaker for today, what has taken you the longest to get good or decent at? Getting in front of people and speaking. Really? Was it, so did you start as like a young child or? I just think it's it's more of a nervousness, um, trying to get people to buy into the conversation you're getting ready to have, right? Is it coming across in the right manner? Are you offending people? Are you stumbling over words? Those type of things. So it's taken me a long time to just trust myself in that in that aspect and go deliver it. So how did you prepare for today? I didn't. <laughs> I just told myself make it happen. You know what I mean? So what do you have to lose is my saying that I typically say. So I go with that attitude everywhere now. What do you have to lose? Nice. And if I don't have a lot to lose, then I do it. <laughs> I know that's right. But it's, okay, the risk is bigger. <laughs> I'm gonna have to think twice about that. <laughs> Got you. Okay. So how we always start our conversations. Who is Addie? So Addie is well, Addie Daddy is a hold on, wait. You wanna know about me or you wanna yeah. know about business oh who's addy um i am a nigerian born, i was born in nigeria and moved to dfw area in 96 and i was pretty young then so pretty much i grew up here and, and remember everything here right so um upon doing that went to high school in irving and then um went off to college and stayed in houston for a little while and then moved back to dallas to work Okay, so what made you move back to Dallas when you were in Houston? Um, trying to find a, a job in my field uh, was a little tougher down there at that time. And it's kind of funny how I ended up coming back here. Uh, I came home for a weekend and my sister's like, have you been applying? And I was like, yeah, 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 I have. So I just ran downstairs real quick and went on monster.com. I'm telling my age, but I just hit a whole bunch of job posts in the county. And then the next day I got a phone call. So that's how I ended up moving back. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So um just reading stories about mm-hmm. my research. Um <laughs> your father <laughs> your father was um pretty much in the kitchen. Do you feel like that's something that inspired you to of course be a cook and get your seasonings out there and start your business? Um, 
I necessarily wouldn't say that. Um, just to kind of give you a little background about my father. He worked a lot, right? Okay. So those little precious times that I got with him was him teaching me something in the kitchen, right? Okay. And I think I cherish that so much. Um, there were life lessons that were learned in the kitchen. Um, yeah, dinner table, life lessons were learned there as well, too. So I cherish those things and, and, and bring it forward. Um, as far as how I got into cooking, mm -hmm. that was the story. Um, my mom cooked the wrong meals on the wrong night. So <laughs> I need for you to elaborate. Like Sunday dinners was on Tuesday and Wednesdays. <laughs> so um, she would make dinner. It would be two different types of dinners, right? We would get American food, and then she would make my dad Nigerian food, right? But she would make spaghetti on a day that I wanted tacos, right? So we complained about it, and my dad got upset one time and just said, "You know what? From here on now, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna buy you groceries that you need. Now you're gonna start cooking for you and your siblings, right?" So me, me being a bonehead, I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll do that then." So that's really how I got started with like cooking. And um, yeah, that was that. That is hilarious to me. <laughs> Cause I know that was like something similar to my mom. They grew up in the country. And if you didn't eat what big mama cooked, then you gonna have to find your own way. So for you, you at least had an option. It was like, you know what? We just gonna buy you groceries and you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think of swim. So I, I don't know if he thought I was going to end up coming back and saying, all right, um, I need you to cook again because I, because I suck at it. But I actually paid attention to what he was teaching me. So it was like little small things like tacos, French toast, patty melts, just those little small things that because when he was when he moved here, he went to school, mm -hmm. Illinois. he actually worked at the Drake Hotel. Like it's a family joke that we said back at the Drake Hotel was what he used to say. So okay. now we're talking about someone like, oh, back at the Drake Hotel, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? They used to make eggs Benedict like this, right? So everybody would laugh about that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, just uh, getting the, those little basics kind of helped me. And then I was able to then watch my older sisters and develop my own palace that I wanted to bring out. So the whole family can cook. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. I had my sisters, uh, one of my sisters is a chef, her and her husband. Yeah. <sighs> Like bonafide chefs, I'm I'm a home cook. <laughs> <laughs> I just stay at the house. I love that. And so, what was the transition for you to make that leap? Because you're still, um, as far as your career, you're still in the nine to five while also being in the business. So, what was that transition? What would that look like for you, moving to add in more on your plate with your business um, of Addy Seasons? Well, I mean, it, it would it would actually look at me scaling, right? So taking myself out of the day-to-day -day would be it. So I could still do whatever I need to get done, but then have some more hands to help me get through the processes of getting the seasoners together, packaging them, and then get them, to, get them delivered. And so was it the situation where you had to figure out how to balance things? Um. No, I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on the grind right now. Mm -hmm. I'm still on the grind. Uh, but one thing about entrepreneurship that I'm learning and gaining right. is there's several ways of doing it, right? And if you want to do it right, you have to plan accordingly. So for me, it's kind of like, all right, what, what do I want my life to look like? Mm -hmm. Because A, 
you know, I look at this business as it's a service business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm taking my time out to serve my people. You know what I mean? Like everybody in this world, I'm taking my time out to come serve you guys. So how do I do that efficiently and effectively? So I don't really look at it as far as more of a balance, but how do I get that done? And then still get you some good flavors that would better your health versus what everybody else is giving you. And with that being said, it was okay to transition to Adidas Assistance. What is the story behind creating the business? So, um, as you know, I like to cook. So back in college, we would all cook it up. And I'm the main person that would cook. It was, it was me and one of my line brothers. We would be the people that would be cooking and people would come over to our apartment and stuff like that. So after that, I kept cooking. And all of a sudden, like in 2012, I went to my annual physical. I'm like, oh, your blood pressure is a little elevated. I said, but, you know, now I'm working out all the time. I'm eating pretty, pretty decent. You know what I mean? Like, it's not bad. I wasn't eating McDonald's or none of that stuff anymore. So I was just kind of curious to say, why is it up, right? Um, so then I had to start kind of watching things that I was putting inside the body. Started getting familiar with reading labels, understanding what the labels meant, um, which which is tough. I mean, even, even now, I still get stuck with certain things where I got to go Google and be like, what exactly is this ingredient that's in here? You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I you know, started going down that journey. And, you know, I was getting ready to get married. My wife's like, we're not just going to, we're not going to just be using Mr. Dash. So I'm like, all right, let me find what we could do to kind of like be on the same page. And um, one day I just decided, you know what, let me smoke a turkey for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So I got on the grill and I actually went to Walmart, bought a whole bunch of different things and put the mix together. And I was like, oh man, this is bomb, right? Smoke the turkey gone in like 30 minutes mm-hmm. and turkeys don't ever go that fast in my family <laughs> so i was like oh man i gotta get this to some of my buddies that grill and smoke right mm-hmm. so uh talked to my wife about it she's like you should you should do a big batch i was like all right started doing some research and i ordered bulk and i put the same recipe together mm-hmm. and to my surprise it did not come out the way i did it first and uh that's when i realized Am I getting the best ingredient, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes those, you know, seasonings are on the shelf for like two years and then we're getting it. Mm-hmm. And over time, when it's grounded up, the flavor fades. Mm-hmm. So that's when, and the color fades away. And it's, you know, you see on, I'm sure you've seen it in a cabinet to where like mm-hmm. it's 2023, but you bought it in like 2020, right? It's when it expires. Mm-hmm. But you keep it in a cabinet for that long going to clump up it's um lose the flavor that's out of it and then for the most part i noticed that a lot of people give you salt for the most part they add a couple little things in there so then it becomes it's cheap you know what i mean like you can get it for like two dollars but when you're buying good quality ingredients those products uh, tend to be a lot more expensive i i love that so much so when it came to, because I kind of want to dissect that a little bit more. Okay. When it came to, of course, you're doing it for your personal reasonings. I mean, not reasonings, reasons with the occasion turkey at home for Thanksgiving versus you doing it in bulk. What did that research look like to now 
put it out there for many people versus just for the family or just for your household? Well, I, I started seeing a, a trend, right? Of um, do I, I want to I want to be careful with the words that I that I use, right? Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I care a lot about people, right? <laughs> and it literally hurts me seeing somebody and they look like they're not enjoying life the way they should. Mm-hmm. So that became the main thing because if I can change my diet and start eating a little bit better, what about some of the other people that may have high blood pressure? How could I be an impact in their life, right? And then for them to still be able to enjoy what they're eating, right? And it's not just about the food because you can use my seasoning on the things you're eating now, but the versatility of it is you can put it on vegetables that are actually nourishing yourself and still have it taste good versus I don't eat cauliflower because it's just, ugh, it's just horrible. <laughs> but then I bet to say, you put my everything seasoning on there, I bet you change your mind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, it's those type of things that we have to incorporate into our body and really get us to, to a place where we're enjoying rather than I'm managing. And that's a, that's a term you, you tend to hear with illnesses and diabetes and all. We're just managing the problem. We're not mm-hmm. changing and getting fixed in the problem. And I, I think it all goes back to food. That's good. Yeah. And so what would you say for those people that say, I need salt? Uh-huh. There's no flavor without salt. Because <laughs> I know you've heard that. Like, I need a little bit of salt and pepper. I can, I can, I can do some with salt and pepper. What well, do you I, say to those people? So I do have salt in my stuff. But it's mm-hmm. sea salt and pink Himalayan sea salt, not the mm-hmm. iodine, right? There's a difference, mm-hmm. There's a difference in it. Um, pink it's pure, right? You're, you're getting it straight from the mountain, and you you coming in with it, and it's not adding in iodine into it. Um, at the same time, I give you an option of where you can gauge it. So I'm going to start out with what, of course, I made it for me, right? Mm-hmm. I start off with what I can tolerate. But that does not mean you can't go up or you can go down. You know what I mean? So it's right. it, you still get a chance where you can get it in, in a way that you want, which is another reason why I came out with the everything salt-free, right? Mm-hmm. Now you get to control the amount of salt that you want, but the flavor's still going to be there. Love it. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So <laughs> uh, I saw you, well, you've already started, you know, putting out some names of your seasonings. I saw Taco Loco. Um, I think I saw a Chipotle in there somewhere. Uh huh. And then you said like everything seasoning. How did you come up with the different names? Um, man. Um, upon researching, uh, you know, I was looking, you know, looking at some stuff that was already out in the market, right? That's kind of cool, right? How? Wait, wait, wait. Before you get there, how important is that step for people that's listening right now? Because some people don't do the research they're like oh that sounds good i'm gonna jump right in how yeah. important is it to do that research before you move forward with naming your product and naming your business and to make sure it's not already out there um man it's very important um just because you you have to although you get the vision you have to also see the road right and, and, and how to get there right so for you to say and, and, and the funniest thing, I did the research and it looked like, I guarantee you, I think it said it was $2,000 for me to, to start this business. I said, oh, that's not that bad. 
It was, it, it was, it's, it's a lot more than that, right? Because it's one thing to just get it started, but it's another thing to keep it going, right? So you have to do the research and really find out if you're, if you have the capability of keeping it going. Okay, so let's go back to the names. I just thought that was really important because, like I mentioned, we have people that's listening. And they're probably at the beginning of their stage with entrepreneurship, you know, and they're like, okay, what do I need to do starting out? So I think those type of questions are needed because you just can't go with the flow when it comes to the brand, when it comes to the name, when it comes to the company, you do have to sit down and research. Like you mentioned, $2,000. I'm sure you have seen $2,000 tenfold at this point. Like, okay, (laughs) they lied to me. So I just really wanted to. Point that out. So let's go ahead and get to the names and how you created the names. So, you know, I looked at it and said, you know, what are the things that people typically cook, right? Um, Mm -hmm. What do people enjoy? And how can I bring those flavors into the things that they currently enjoy now, but in a different way, right? So, everything. Literally, I wanted to make something to where you could put it on fish, chicken, pork, spaghetti. Anything you can think of, be able to put it on it. Avocado toast. <coughs> so I literally have about 12 ingredients in that one. Um, so that way it really fits for every dish that you could possibly want. You got cumin. You got paprika, smoked paprika. You've got uh, parsley that's in there. You got um, onion powder, garlic powder, uh, black pepper. You know what I mean? And so forth. And just add everything, which eliminates. Uh, let me ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. So, you buy seasoning now, right? Right. You buy a whole bunch of different ones. Let's say, what's your favorite seasoning that you? What was the season that you grew up on? Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Lars. Lars. So when you get Lars, do you add anything else to that? Um, we like garlic powder to add to it. Of course, a little black pepper. Um, but yeah, growing up, those were the main three. And of course, older, cayenne pepper, and then all those other things. But younger, it was pretty much those three. So look at all those steps. You got to add the lorries. You didn't already pay for that. Now you got to get black pepper and then some more garlic powder, you know, or maybe onion powder to add back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give you one thing. So I just took away those three steps because I had all the things that you're looking for in there. Now, you get the flavor that you're looking for, the only thing that you may even want to add to it, maybe just a little bit more sea salt. And then you're done. So look, taking that aspect of how can I create something that will go on everything and then have less steps? Because as we know, let's just say, you know, back in the day we had your mom was at home or you had somebody at home that would do, you know, do the cooking and all that. We don't have that anymore. It's 2021. Everybody's working. You got you have to go to work. You know what I mean? So it's how do we come up with things that make it easy? At the same time, you get to enjoy the things that um, that you put on the table in a fast manner. So when you got started, did you do like an in-house target market to see if your seasonings went well? Or was it like you and your wife or just some family members or friends? What did that process look like? Um, Some friends. I would I would send it out. You know, hey man, try it. You know what I mean? And they would have their one that they just locked in on. Like, whoa, this hundred Chipotle, this is mine. Right? Mm-hmm. 
And after some time, and I'm just like, because I create the full line, right? Out of you being able to pick the things that you feel like that day, which is bringing about balance. Because some of my stuff, they do have sugar in it, right? Because I'm not a big one and all, like, sugar isn't good. Let's just put it like that. But at the same time, it's how well are you controlling the intake? It becomes really, really bad because everything that we consume has some sugar in it. But it's called different names. And that's why reading those na- labels are very important. You know, when you're looking at uh, Maltodroxin, which has a higher level of uh, gl- the glycemic level, it's way higher in that than just regular processed sugar. Yeah. yeah. So if somebody has diabetes, they have to be, if they're watching to see, is that sugar on? Yeah, look at that too. You know what I mean? So because it's going to raise your blood sugar. So those, those type of things I started looking at and just saying, all right, I want to have fun too, because I want a balanced approach to, you know, the diet that I, I create for myself and the lifestyle. So if I'm wanting the Cajun, it's going to have a little bit of sweet, give it the color that I need. Uh, once I sear my, uh, my fish or shrimp and just pop it up and it bounces out with the heat and, and, and the uh, other flavors that I have. In there, right. So that's, that's kind of uh, it in a nutshell. Ooh, okay. So um, I did read that your wife is involved as well with the marketing aspect of the business. So I want to know, what did that look like for you guys to come together to build this business? <laughs> well, so she's she's like big in the art, right? And okay. was, her part in this is very, very important because mm-hmm. look at my logo and you look at the brand design. I had absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> <That's a lot. laughs> um, because people ask me this all the time, like, how'd you come up with the you know color schemes of everything? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I can only answer that, right? Um, right. She, she knew what kind of colors to project and what will catch the eye, but mm-hmm. I I have my small inputs on. Oh man, that looks good. Like, nah, I don't really like that one. Let's make it a little bit you know greener or something like that, right? Because we want to project. Um, what kind? What kind of ingredients are in there? So when you look at the honey chipotle, right? It's bees. They're yellow. You know what I mean? So we want that to be what that projects out. You gonna have a little heat? It's gonna have some sweetness. It stings when the bee stings you. You gonna, you gonna feel it. <laughs> I like it. Okay. But it's also sweet at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with with the everything, you're getting parsley, oregano, those mm-hmm. type of greenish um products that's in there so only made sense for the everything to be a little greener at least what she told me (laughs) oh because you are laying it out so good i was like wow this is great (laughs) she you know she loves doing that um we've got tons of compliments on it and just the name itself like it just catches people it's people's attention it's just like anything and then they look at the logo and the head kind of just swivels and i'm like oh all right hey let me talk to you for a second Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you who, who we are and what we have to offer. Ooh, I want to know your thoughts when you guys saw Tabitha Brown use the Addy Daddy in her. I don't know if it was a live or if it was just a video, but she used the seasoning, mm. Taco Loco, and she <laughs> gave an amazing review of it. So, what were your thoughts as you were watching it? So, I was actually cooking at the time. And um, my wife, she's a teacher, so her principal sent her a message. 
She's like, hey, Tabitha Brown is getting ready to use your seasoning. And we're like, what? Because <laughs> when she got it initially, uh, somebody broke into a car. So we thought it was part of the stuff that somebody took. So it, it really caught us by surprise that she was using it. So the whole family kind of just huddled up together and we watched her use it. It was, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. I, I, have, I will have to say that. And the fact that she enjoyed it, you know what I mean? And, and that's kind of what uh, we want people to, the feeling that we want them to be able to have when they try our product. It's like, man, this thing is good. Okay. So with that being stated, the next set of questions is pretty much going to be around your journey. Um, the first one is about your highs and your lows. So what were some high moments that you can say, if it's your personal life or, you know, Addie Daddy's, where you can be like, okay, we did that. You know, we jumped over some milestones, we jumped over some hurdles, and we got to where we are today. And it's just a thankful moment. So I saw that you do testimonies too. So I what's do. a testimony within your journey? That's a hard one. That's a, that's a really hard question. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you why. I'm, I am still in the process of learning how to appreciate the milestones I've accomplished. And that has to be told to me by my friends and my wife, right? Like, hey, we've done this. I don't see it often because the goal that I have, I haven't reached it yet. And, and that's something that in 2021 that I'm working on, being able to appreciate what I'm, what I'm accomplishing. And it's sometimes, I mean, let's be honest. It's the little things that really bring us to joy, not the, not the huge, huge stuff, but I'm not paying enough attention to the little milestones that I'm making. And I think I'm missing out. So as far as my testimony, I would, I would probably just, change, you know, charge it to being able to hear people talk about the product and love it the way that I do. Love it. And to counterpart that, what would you say is a low that made you question Addie's Daddies or anything within the journey that you were just like, I don't know if I should move forward with this idea or this plan, but instead you did it. So the first part is the low. And then how did you persevere to continue? Um, I would say, I, I think it, it, it kind of mirrors the not taking in the small wins right mm -hmm. uh, because the lows are man it's not moving fast enough i'm not getting to the people that i want to get to in a manner that i want to get to right so those end up being the lows but i i think how that gets flipped is the why you know and, and, and that's that's what continues to push me forward because the why is i want to be able to help you on your journey when it comes to how you're eating, because I believe in food and I believe in that being a healing power to us. Right. And we don't take in enough credit how important that is when we destroy our gut by putting in all the things that we shouldn't. You know what I mean? And if I'm able to contribute my part to it and make your life a little easier and you get a chance to enjoy life a little better and your kids, you know, and I think that's important because we talk about generational curses. Right. True. Their habits. Mm -hmm. So how can we break those habits? So I've taken initiative to say, all right, I have kids now. And that's where the daddy part comes in, right? Mm -hmm. I have kids now. How do I want them to grow? Mm -hmm. They love vegetables. 
But if I didn't feed it to them in a way they could enjoy it, they'd still be eating burgers or mac and cheese all day, right? Mm -hmm. But as we know, you put a lot of that stuff into your body time, you know, over time, it breaks down. So I look at us as like plants. What are we putting into it to grow and feed us? Okay. <laughs> what is one free advice you could give somebody that's listening? Um, the reason I always ask this question is because certain times people have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to hear about certain things within the expert industries, right? And so for me, as you mentioned, those little things count. Yep. So if you have one thing to just teach an entrepreneur or somebody within the seasoning industry or anything of that nature, what would it be? I would say understand your why, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to fuel you. And that's what's going to challenge you at the same time. Because if your why is really important to contribute to humanity, you find ways to get it done. Mm -hmm. So that that would probably be it because my why, we can have 20,000 people doing seasonings. But my mm -hmm. why is, is different from everybody else doing it. It's true. You know what I mean? So understanding and having confidence in your why is what really propels you. Hmm. Come on, Eddie, Daddy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So even though we're in the pandemic, um, do you have anything that's upcoming for you guys? Any vendor expos? Because I saw, are you still doing any vendor? Are you still? Uh, we're on the, the farmer's market. Um, okay. I can't get out today, um, but I plan on being out there Friday. And we typically at the urban farmer's market. Um, okay. right Las Colinas. Um, it's usually from like nine to 12. Uh, each. So we try to do that. Um, hopefully with, you know, hopefully when COVID kind of subsides and we get back to some, some sort of normalcy, uh, we'll be doing big events like Zest Fest and then, uh, take to Dallas. So hopefully they still put it on because I, I was really disappointed that it didn't come to fruition in the Texas Black Expo too. So we'll see. We got hope. <laughs> okay. So, how can people um, get in touch with you as far as, you know, Instagram, website, like to purchase Addy Daddies? So, um, we can be reached at Addy Daddy Seasoning on Instagram and Facebook. And if you go into Google and just put Addy Daddy Seasoning, we'll be the ones to pop up. So, that's the best way to reach, you know, reach out to us. And I'm also, you know, I also invite, if you have questions about labeling, things that you want to um, find out about, you can always shoot me an email and I'll be glad to, to look it up. If I don't have the answers. I'll definitely reach out to, to an expert. Yes. And he also provides tips, you guys, on the Instagram. So make sure you tune in. Because I was looking, I was like, that's good. With the whole potassium versus sodium, that, oh, yeah. was, that was nice. It was definitely interesting to me because this has challenged me to look at different, different avenues. Mm -hmm. uh, how to reduce things, you know what I mean? And um there's still a whole bunch of different herbs and stuff like that that I that I've gone into that even helps people with diabetes, right? So um I think it was milk thistle, right? Could be a, a potential thing that you could use and it kind of helps with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um it, it boosts your immune system. Um and we also my wife and I we recently started doing well we've been doing it for a little while now intermittent fasting. Um, yeah between like twelve and eight that's the only time you eat. There's so many different ones. There's so many okay. different. 
and it depends on what your goal is. But I, I tend to, I enjoy it because when we eat so often, mm-hmm. body's only focus is to break down the food that we're eating. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do the repairs it's supposed to do. So during those times when you're doing the fasting, it's repairing your body. And then you get back to eating what you want. And then you realize that you eat less too. Mm-hmm. So now you're eating a live, you know what I mean? Not living mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Well, for people who don't know, can you explain that process as far as uh, the fasting and what that looks like? So for me, the latest that I eat is 7 p.m. And then the very first time that I eat in the morning is about 11 a.m. So that gives me a good range of time to be able to digest all the food that I put in. And then at the same time, give my body some time to repair itself. Okay. And so let's say, of course, the other times you're going to be sleeping. When you wake up, you can only like drink water. Can you drink drinks? I drink tea. But there's no, I don't put any sugar or anything like that in there. Uh, You can do lemon. Um, like I drink, I drink like a hibiscus a tea. Nice. So I flour because that also helps with blood pressure as well to to reduce okay. it. Um, throw some ginger in there, some lemon, and let that fire that thing up, and then I just sip through that with no sugar. Because if you put as soon as you put sugar, your body's gonna start getting back to work. Mm, so you want to make sure that your body's still at a low before you get to eleven o'clock. Exactly. Okay. Uh-huh. So I always, yeah. go ahead. Also, too, I think it kind of it, it helps out with sleep because mm. you know I've done a lot of research now, and that's actually actually that may the why, and then the second thing that I would say to entrepreneurs: make sure you get some rest because if you don't, you're not. That that whole facade of everybody saying you've got to work all through the midnight. No, you have to work smart. There's there's a difference. Yes, I agree because that's the trend now that you won't get nowhere if you don't uh, work, 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 work. And I'm like, well, I think you need to take a break here and there. <laughs> I mean, you do, and you have to set a schedule for yourself. And uh, in the midst of researching the people that are successful, right? Um, they have one thing in common. They schedule everything. They schedule time to watch TV. They schedule time to work out, time to read, time to take emails. Everything is scheduled and planned. And then they schedule time for their family. And oftentimes we we lose sight of what's really important, which is family, because you take that away, you're broken. You know what I mean? So um, that's that's one of my also things is to make sure I don't lose the side of the focus because you start your why because you want to contribute but the family also needs you yeah that definitely goes together thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that that's good yeah. all right so do you have any last thoughts because this the conversation is it do you have any <laughs> other last thoughts or any tidbits for the people so why don't you tell us where you want the podcast to go so where i ultimately want to go with it is to be a nonprofit. I want to have a safe space, pretty much a building, um, where people can come and get the same knowledge, but in person. So 
my hope is me bringing people on, I'm building a network, um, I'm building relationships and things of that nature, because I want to be accessible for other people to have that same information. So I want it to be where I can call Addie and say, hey, you know, I have this young lady here. She would like to learn the industry. She wants to start her own seasoning blend, but she just does not know how. Can you come in and maybe help us get through some things? Like I want it to be where people can have assistance wherever they are in life. I realized with the podcast, for me, I had to stop thinking of, you know, meeting people only them getting started with the podcast. I wanted to help them in every space. If you need help with, you know, going virtual at this point and you don't know what equipment that you need to have, I can help you with that. Um, I need help with marketing, Brie. I can help you with that. So if I can help you, of course, I want to be there. But if I can't, let's bring my network and my village so we can always be here for one another. So if you want a studio, a studio is going to be there. If you need financial advisors, they're going to be there. I want it to be a safe space to where everybody can just enjoy and get knowledge from one another. Not draining anybody. I don't want anybody to feel drained. Because <laughs> I know that happens. Like you can just give, give, give so much. And then after a while, you just feel drained because you forgot about yourself. So I want this to be a feel good for everybody that's involved. So ultimately, that's where I want the podcast. That's really dope. That's really dope. Thank you. And maybe a TV show. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I forgot. We didn't even talk about my hot sauce. Because you do have a hot sauce. Go and for the TV show. And, you know, I, I think. Well, that's an interesting story, too. So I made that hot sauce out of being upset at a restaurant. Yeah. I, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> the po' boy, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, how do you destroy a good meal, you know? Um, it's supposed to add to it, not take anything away. So, and, and I think that's why we focus here. I know we talk about the low-sodium part, but the main core is what we're adding to it with this flavor, right? <laughs> You want to be able to add that flavor into it and just say, wow, this is, this is awesome, right? So I, I'll give you another a quick story. My mother-in-law used to hate my uh, father-in-law using hot sauce. He wouldn't try the food. He'd start putting hot sauce on it, right? So, <laughs> so she was like, she would be upset and like, you didn't even try my food and I just slaved over it. Now you're putting hot sauce on it. When I came out with this one, she was like, I use that hot sauce too now. She didn't really like hot sauce, but mm-hmm. it has that heat that you need. doesn't kill you, but it has this freshness that's in it and something so unique to where you're like, oh, everybody asks me all the time, do you put tomatoes in there? It's just, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, you put sugar in there? No, I don't put sugar in there. <laughs> but, and, 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 and that's part of, some of my things of trying to keep out as much artificial stuff and using mm-hmm. as many uh, fresh ingredients as I possibly can in those sauces. And you're into like the carbon footprint too. Like you're very conscious with that too as well, right? With the packaging of it? Mm-hmm. Now we are. Um, okay. The pandemic actually really opened our eyes. It was almost like we hit a roadblock and mm-hmm. we couldn't get packaging supplies. Everybody was running out. I had friends, you know, searching everywhere for me. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't get it. And then um, we just started talking and all of a sudden 
I'm explaining this to my sister. And she said, two weeks ago, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about this, you know, because I think it would be great for you. And I was like, what? And so she mentioned something about the, the flat packs that we have now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, why'd you hide it for two weeks? I, I just don't want to get into your business. And I said, look, I'm not that type of guy that feels mm-hmm. that I know it all. You know what I mean? Because I'm so much into the weeds and we, and we get there sometimes mm-hmm. where people on the outside can see exactly what's happening and can pull us right back out to say, hey, we need to switch to this. So did some research, looked for things that would match our branding, and we landed on uh, some rice paper, right? So now, de-chunked it, biodegradable versus having that big old chunk of plastic and then you're throwing that away every single time. And global warming is real, as we can tell. Right. (laughs) So um, that that's something that we want to try to focus on and and just get better at. You know, Mm -hmm. that's really good. Mm -hmm. Because I know some companies don't think about it. So that's good. So you received a lot of. um, I wouldn't say change your mind or anything, but just reality during the pandemic on certain things that you need to change for the business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, in in corporate, you know, everybody likes to say, you know, you need to be agile, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so, I mean, things are going to hit you and you have to be able to bounce back and Mm -hmm. and navigate back up north, right? So um, that happened. I'm glad that it happened uh, Mm -hmm. because it showed me some things even within our process that we can improve. So that's always good, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as you guys know, uh, we always end the conversation with motivational moment. It could be a scripture that I come across that I really, really enjoyed. Um, something that I saw on TV, scrolling on Instagram, Facebook, whatever the case may be. I bring it on here to share with my guests and also share my thoughts as well. So you ready? I'm ready. So you're going to laugh, but it really hit me hard. You're going to laugh. So it comes from Boondocks. Okay. Remember the show? Of course. Okay. 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 Just want to make sure. <laughs> so this is the episode where um, Riley was a basketball player. Okay. And he didn't know how to shoot. Mm-hmm. So he had all the handles in the world, but he didn't know how to shoot. So when he first got, um, he lost, basically. He got in the game. He just knew he was going to win because he was too cocky, but didn't know how to shoot for a darn thing in his life. So him and Huey, yeah, Riley and Huey was going to bed. Quotations. Riley said, Huey, I hate losing. And then Huey said, well, stop beating yourself up. Mm. So, as we all know, he always had some, like, real spiritual, deep thoughts, things of that nature. But this one hit me because I do feel like we beat ourselves up so much to where we forget what the lesson is. You just hit me with, with, with <laughs> that. that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's like so as I heard, that's what I thought about. It was like an epiphany. It's like we do forget the lessons. Like certain times when a plan does not go right, or we have this big idea. Cause I know that has happened to me like within the past month, to where I'm kind of nervous to move forward because I don't want to lose again after putting in so much darn work. 
And when I took a step back and realized, okay, well, just tweak a couple of things and keep moving, something eventually is going to happen. Yeah. And so when I first saw that, I guess it hit me because that's something presently that I'm going through. Like, I'm just not like starting season four. I was like, you know, I got to keep it consistent. I want to make sure I get the right people on here. I want to make sure that, you know, we're still touching people. We're still staying genuine. And I don't want to change up anything at this point. And so it was like, don't beat yourself up. It's okay if we don't do the same. It's okay if the numbers go down. Like, it's okay. And so even just with a lot of other projects, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I just realized that I was just beating myself up to where I didn't want to progress. And so as I'm reading that, what are some thoughts that came to you? Well, um, I think it it also touched on on the the milestones that I was talking about earlier, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, milestones, we're, we're shooting for the stars, but we beat ourselves up on the big win rather than taking in the small wins, right? Um, and you know, truthfully, it's when, when you said that you talked about hitting the numbers and things of that nature, right? It's the journey. It's it's, it's the journey of saying you actually went. If you were to look at yesterday and say, was it better than yesterday? So you've already won because that is the goal to be better each day. So to look back, I look back at some of the uh, first photography we were taking of food. It was trash. You know what I mean? Make people want to like, oh, I need to eat that. Although it tasted really, really good, I didn't understand lighting, right? And I'm still getting better at it uh, because my wife, she understands that. And that's whenever I take a, you can tell she just made a joke. You can tell when I post versus mm-hmm. when she posts. And I'm like, I, I know, but, you know, I'm not going to wait around. I'm going to get it done. You know what I mean? But that's not my strong suit. And that's just me being honest. But I still make the effort, right? So I can look at myself and say, I can probably guarantee you a year from now, I'll be better than I was today. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I think ultimately we beat ourselves up because we're not there yet. But the real goal is what are we doing today for tomorrow to be better? Come on. You're talking about I hit you. You hit me. Come on. (laughs) I just want to thank you so much for coming on today. No, thank you. I really appreciate it and enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. So I just want to say, everybody that's listening, please, please, please check him out. Check the seasonings out. Check out the tidbits, check, check out the testimonies, check out all of that good stuff. Everything and all things, Addie. Just please make sure that you guys support them. Um, For all you listeners, if they go in and they drop in your podcast name, 15, they'll get 15% off their first order. What's good, 15? We just want to make sure. What's good, 15? Yeah. Indeed. So as y'all know, <laughs> We are a community that supports people. Y'all know I have my working men Wednesdays, working women Wednesdays, and y'all be like, okay, what's going on? This is what's happening. So please support this man. And not only support him, he's supporting you by giving you percentage off. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. Awesome. 
So we just want to say thank you guys. As you guys know, we come out every Monday. Um, and if you're listening to this morning, noon, or night, have a great one. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Have a good one. Hey guys, for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J O V A H N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast. Uh, make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see and I can also respond back to you guys let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates thank you have a good one